the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash in their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app to enter our free $250 U.S. Open contest. Just download the SGPN app in the App Store and click Contest. Heidi Ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 153, I believe. Getting so high, it's hard. The numbers are getting so high, it's it's hard to uh, keep track. All right, this one's going out to Paul Goldschmidt, who is on my SGPN DeGen's League baseball team. Uh, because yesterday he went six for eight with four runs, three home runs, and eight RBIs. And he's helping me beat a uh, fellow sgpn writer uh, slash editor ryan gilbert baby draft gilbert so this goes out to you mr paul goldschmidt but this is not a podcast about my fantasy team even though i could make it about that i'm sure we would get just as many listeners for sure because you're everyone's very interested in how someone else's fantasy sports team is doing so no this is a uh podcast about mma mixed martial arts you may call it or training ufc you may also know it if you're a casual um, we've got a UFC event to cover this week. Go figure. Um, every Saturday for the next little while, we, we have UFC beaming into our living rooms, onto our phones, wherever, um, into our ear and eye holes, um, wherever we may be. This week, we've got UFC, UFC and ESPN, Qatar, or Cater, if you don't want to call them by the by the country name, Cater versus Emmett. Um, we're switching things up a little bit here. Um, as, as you've probably seen, we are popping up in your feeds more fre- frequently than we have in the past. Um, first of all, make sure you're listening to us on the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Um, we're on the SGPN feed as well, but if you want to follow us on the MMA, uh, MMA Gambling feed, that would be uh, better for us, better for me when I check out the numbers and all those type of things. So anyhow, we're, we're probably going to be dropping to you about four times a week the way things are going. We've already dropped a PFL um, betting guide this past Monday. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back a episode. 152 is episode for this Friday's PFL. We gave you lots of picks there. Gumby, my co-host, uh, had some juicy dogs he likes on that card. Um, so that one is in the books. This podcast here, 153, we are going to just cover the prelim portion of USC on ESPN, Cater versus Emmett. Hopefully everyone has not didn't just X out their podcaster after me saying that because the prelims is, is where the money's at often for us. Um, this is a very big card with 14 fights on it. We tend to talk a lot. Uh, I tend to have long-winded intros. My co-host likes to prove that he's smart breaking down fights, even though I'm better at picking the winner, regardless. Um, so our podcasts are getting a little long, so we're going to break it down into two. This way we don't fly through the main card when we realize we've already been talking for five hours and we haven't even hit the main card fights yet. So that out of the way, this will be the prelims, 153, 154. Episode 54 will be the main card, our recommended plays, any props, parlays, that type of thing. So, And there will be nonsense on both episodes. 
and Manscaped ad reads. So obviously it's worth a listen, regardless of what, what we're talking about. Um, let's bring in the man who just chuckled. This podcast, it's, you'll never catch us uh, talking with their mics on mute because we do not mute our nuke. We don't muke, nuke, or mute our, our mics because I have to um, interrupt Gumby at least five times an episode with, with trying to get a funny joke in that he doesn't find funny. And <laughs> occasionally he has to snicker or laugh in the background of mine or that loose dinosaurs have to be attacking his children upstairs and we could hear that in the podcast. So no muting here. You won't just, we're no MLB uh, gambling podcast where that they get caught at least once an episode with their mic muked. Um, I said muked again. Muked is going to be the name of this episode. Everybody I've decided I made up a word named mute. Let's bring in Dan. He doesn't stumble on his words. He's smart and handsome. He <laughs> was once, was once known as Gumby God. He's trying to get the crown back. I think, I think this will be the week he does it. It's Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. I think this is the week I'll do it too. I'm a, I'm a little bit, I don't know about you when I scan through this. I'm a little low on the dogs on this card. Uh, are you? Yeah. I was talking with our our um, shared acquaintance on, on Twitter. He had about four or five. He predicted you were going to have at least four or five as well. And I, um, a, a fight card this size, 14 fights, you should have about, what, four or five dogs uh, statistically at least. But yeah. It, I always find it hard uh, now that I've turned into Jeff Chalks Fox. I don't think even think I told you my name, everyone. My name is Jeff Chalks Fox, the chalkiest, uh, chalkiest gambler out there. Um, I, I found a couple. I think one, I still have a question mark beside too. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm not, there were a lot of minus 200 favorites in, in this, minus 200 plus of favorites on, on this card. Yeah, there, there's a few like, so I'll put it this way. There are a few favorites I don't like because of the number. Uh, but but yeah. it doesn't also mean that I like love the dog either, um, which is, yep. you know, and, and, and I'm sure we'll dig into it, too. But like, yeah, th- there's a couple of dog spots where like I- I'm leaning and, and I'm not even decided, which is weird because I'm usually well decided before we start recording. There's a couple of dogs I'm leaning and I'm but I'm leaning just because of where the price is um, and I don't trust the favorite at that price. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it is definitely a weird spot. Yeah, I try not to make my picks based on price since we have to pick every fight. I, I just tend to make it on who I think is going to win. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of rough though when, when you see some of the lines like oh minus five hundred for Cody Stamen, really? Oh, I I that, that like, one does. <laughs> I, I'm gonna spoil no, it's fine. I, it was just I'm gonna spoil it. I love I love negative five hundred <laughs> on Cody Stamen. Oh, there. fine. You, you put 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 your uh, all your recommended play on Cody Stamen then. But yeah, it's uh interesting. Um. Interesting lines. I wouldn't say good lines. <laughs> I would say interesting no. lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, only other news I think were the well, actually a couple a couple items. First of all, Zabit apparently has announced to the UFC that he is officially retiring. I don't know if that means he's going out of the, the drug testing pool because, like I've said in past episodes, that is that that's the key for me. If if they're not uh, getting themselves woken up and tested in the middle of the night anymore, and they have to like sit out at least six months before. Uh, I think they had to have six months of testing before they actually fight again. So um, that's always the the thing, the uh, the signpost. Maybe I'm gonna try to say um, for when someone really is retired. But regardless, Zabit apparently is retiring, which is sad if it's true. Yeah, well, and I saw rumors of this a while ago. There there was right. talk where he said he didn't think he was gonna fight again because he's yeah. I heard he was going to medical school. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did hear that. Right. Yeah, which is uh inter- an interesting reason to walk out of the the, the career in fighting. But um, like you know, you we had already kind of had in the back of our head that we might not see Zabit again because 
of how long it's been since we have, have already seen him. So, uh, yeah, like not terribly surprising on my side for it, but, uh, yeah, nevertheless, like you said, sad, like tons of potential, um, you know, he had that amazing fight with Cal Cater who, who we're going to talk about, uh, on next episode, actually. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, right. next episode. Very good. Next, next, next episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're definitely not going to tape them back to back. Um, no, 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 <laughs> but, I'll be cheating uh, our listeners. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that being said, yes, like, uh, he, he, is going to be missed in that featherweight division as much as you can miss a guy who fights every three years. Can't wait for his next fight, right? Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I, I don't <laughs> With think him, no. Apparently he, not. He was, he was yeah, not retired no. and we didn't see him. <laughs> it's true. Very, very good point. I, I forgot. I, I have a new uh, catchphrase for our podcast um, that one of our listeners uh, sent to me. We're, we're the uh, podcast that make um, spreadsheets more inter- interesting when you listen to it. Something, something along those lines. Shout out to Chad in the Slack. Yeah, that's what he said. He was happy when our PFL one dropped on Monday that we were the podcast that made his spreadsheets more interesting. So I'll take that. But we're doing community service. We're, we're doing uh, gambling God's work, right? I love it. <laughs> I Exactly. I'm looking at a spreadsheet right now with all the goodies that we're, I'm going to put, all the goodies I'm going to drop on your uh, domes when we break down this fight card. Oh, the other. Oh, I forgot the other. How could I forget this? She's one of. The Patriot, Patriot Saints. Saints. Our <laughs> yes, our, our girl has has a new um, has a new fight lined up. You want to tell the people about it, Dan? Yeah. So Manolfi Rose still fighting in UFC Paris on September 3rd. However, she will no longer be fighting Caitlin Chokagian, and instead will be throwing down with former strawweight champ Jessica Andraj. Um, which I'm gonna say this, uh, Jessica Andraj. Yeah. Jessica Andrade possibly, uh, actually, no, not not possibly, a better fighter than Caitlin Chokagian. Um, so, like, a nice step up. But I'll also say this, oh, a better stylistic matchup for Manolfi Rowe. That, that's my official take on it. I, I think she does better against a power puncher who's less technical and worse against somebody who is going to fight um, probably a safer version of what she tries to do anyway. Because, right, Manolfi Rowe, really great distance kickboxer. Caitlin Chukagian, just a safer, harder-to-watch version of that. So, who's going to win the fight, Dan? I'm, of course, taking Manolfi Rowe. <laughs> do you really think she's going to win? I really do, actually. Yeah, like I, like I said, I, I think this is a better stylistic matchup for her in this fight. So, yeah, like I, I like her in that fight. All right, what do you think the odds are going to be? I, I, I'm assuming we don't have a line yet because it just I- happened. I looked, what was the original? I, what was the line for the Chukagian? Sorry, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't listed yet. So uh, I doubt they'll have. It wasn't listed. Um, no, it wasn't listed yet. I mean, like it's it's almost three months away. Um, so I, I imagine they didn't take most places didn't yeah, take true. lines on that. Yeah, they just want to make sure Manon has a fight in in France. So um, because she's French, Manon Fioro. If if that hasn't didn't tip uh tip it off that she is French, so. They want to make sure they stack their card with French fighters uh, for their debut. So, yeah, like Dan said, that's a while away. Um, that's all the main news we really need to talk about. See, I'm, we're already dragging on. Well, that's why we have to cut these podcasts in half. Um, so we have more pressing matters to deal with. We have UFC on ESPN, Cater versus Emmett. Uh, the prelim portion we're going to break down, which is nothing to sneeze out. That's, what, eight fights. So it's going to be, still be a jam-packed episode. And like I said off the top, this is where... A lot of money can be made. Um, we've done quite well over the years with prelims. Uh, Dan's so good at it. He may have even had a, a podcast uh, 
dedicated to it possibly in the past and and a column i guess too right Columns, columns uh, plural, yes. Col- columns plural, a, a website, entire blog that I used to run, entirely dedicated to it. Uh, a podcast that might not be entirely dead, but is at least on an extended hiatus. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of, lot of dedication there. It, it's taken as a beat. It's taken as a beat right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll call it. Maybe more right. of a Henry Cejudo. Oh God, cringe! It's a cringe uh, podcast of Dan's. All right, you know what? You know it's not cringe. Win, of course. Win's not cringe. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, we got three special things over going on over at Win. Other than that, listen to this first. Ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet five hundred dollars plus on sports or casino before July thirty first of this year. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. Plus, party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino. Be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Shaq Fu, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. A, uh, what else we got? Oh, you like to golf? You can win a golf trip to win Las Vegas. All users can bet. They're allowing you to bet $100 Thursday to Sunday of the U.S. Open, which is this week. I don't follow golf, but I know that. And they can earn an entry into a prize drawing where a winner and a guest will receive a complimentary round of golf at Win Golf Club and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from over at WinBet, and all you have to do is download their WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I won't say the phone number fast because that's important. All right, now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN boys do. Gang does. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with these picks from Gumby. Go. Ah, uh, my picks. I wish uh, you had gotten to be before Wednesday because Wednesday's picks would have been Spencer Strider's strikeouts. Because uh, I think I told you, correct me if I'm wrong. I have him in fantasy. Uh, yeah, I told you to pick him up on fantasy. Have you seen his line today uh, at time of taping? No, it is. Um, um, four innings, eight strikeouts. Very nice. And what? And one hit, maybe? no hits. What? Oh, uh, a walk? A one walk, no hits. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, he's Take on that. fire. Baby giraffe, Ryan. I'm going to uh, beat you this week. Yeah, Spencer Strider's going to help. Uh, but, no, uh, I will go basketball style today. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because we're we're uh, closing chance. in on the end of the NBA Finals. It's probably your last chance. I'm going to take the over on Jason Tatum rebounds. Uh, he tends to rebound really well at the end of a series or when they're pressed up against it. So uh, I'm going to take the over on his rebounds. I'll also take the over on uh, Clay Thompson three-pointers because I think the Warriors are going to close it out, and he's going to be a big part of that. And you can find out what Dan thinks uh, more in-depth on that game by reading his column he just wrote on the NBA Finals. Game six, 
best bets, props, predictions, all that type of stuff over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So there you go. There's some synergy right there. All right, sleeper, what did I, I gave you the picks. Oh yeah, here's what you got to do on your mobile phone. I'm sure you have a mobile phone. Join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms and conditions for details. That's the word I missed. Details. All right. Let's get crackalack in here since we've, uh, I guess my intro had to be longer. So I had to give the, uh, the listeners the lay of the land. So they're not surprised. Actually, the, uh, People have been pleasantly surprised when they see us popping up on their on their podcasts on uh, feeds on un, in unexpected days. Yeah, I, I'd imagine they were. We're, we're delightful of to course. have around more often. We are delightful. <laughs> we are delightful. All right. Um, let's tell you about this card. I just had it on my screen. The start time. This is an early one, Dan, which is usually we usually enjoy it being old men and having children. It's usually better if it's earlier and this one is an earlier card. We got main main card, which we will be breaking down next podcast, 7 p.m. Prelims are 4.30, oh, sorry, excuse me, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Wow. How about Love that? it. Love it. <laughs> and love it. And it's ESPN2, ESPN Plus in the United States of America. I would assume it's on TSN in Canada, hopefully. Sometimes they don't cover these cards, which is very annoying. Uh, but I think this one will be one that they are going to have. All right. Cater versus Emmett, like I said, June 18th, this Saturday, the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. So the Octagon is on the move. It's not, we're not in a in the confines of the apex um but remember texas things get a little wonky in texas dan when it comes to judging and refereeing <laughs> they do yeah i wonder if they that do. uh that what was he uh, an astro a rocket scientist yes rocket uh, scientist. Uh, yeah scored him last time i hope he's in attendance again uh just because texas gonna texas <laughs> yep texas gonna texas now i i guess you, we can't really take this into our handicapping um like they do in, in the nba when they see like tony brothers or um who's the freaking who's the ref that is super biased everyone thinks i can't, well, I can't remember his name um anyhow the, the other um um it's almost habit almost habit scott foster yes i'm not saying you are crooked scott foster it's just there's a lot of stats uh, saying if scott foster is refing this game chris paul has lost like 18 straight games with him refing stuff like that and yeah, you, you can you can um, handicap uh, other sports, probably with umpires too, right? Balls and strikes. But I'm not sure if we can really handicap this because we don't really hear in advance who's going to. We hear refereeing sometimes for the big fights. But we don't really hear judges ever doing. They have. Um, I I can't remember who tweeted them out. They have the judges for uh this. The, oh, is it this weekend's main event? No, it's the ones in um the next big pay per view, the title fights. Uh, they have just already announced yeah, that Vegas yeah. did. Yeah, stuff um, like that. They, they yeah, yeah, but but that's out already. So you can, if you really want to handicap what Sal Diamato is going to do, uh, feel free feel free to dig into that. <laughs> it's true. So anyhow, we're, we're going to assume all these fights are are called even, Steven, and and uh, there's no shenanigans going on. But I'm sure we'll be screwed out of at least one bet. All right, that's uh, anything you need to say about the prelims before I dive into it, Dan? No, tough ones though. That's yes. Yeah, we I, were talking. I hate no, the lines. That was on air, right? Yeah, hate the lines, hate the, the the some of the stylistic matchups of this fight are miserable. Um, yeah, so so many things to dislike. <laughs> You're starting to see the real Gumby is coming through here, hating everything, disliking things. You, you know, <laughs> he's usually the positive man on this podcast, the enthusiastic one. But but we're getting some hate here. All right, what are we going to start with? Middleweights? How about? Um, that's always fun for some some laughs. Roman Delizzi versus Kyle Dawkins. 
are matching up in this fight. Uh, Dolizzi, we will go first. Nine and one, four knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and one in the UFC. He won his last fight. Used to fight up at light heavyweight and up at uh, heavyweight. He was the WWFC champ, whatever. I know what WWF was. I don't know what WWFC was, but apparently he was the champ there. Uh, He has failed failed a drug test in the past. He is a grappling champion in his other life. Uh, I'm going to start giving people out a striking differential too. Uh, I'm going to start tracking that and seeing if that if that um, has much of a say on things. But um, his he's got a positive striking differential, 0.96, meaning he outstrikes his opponents by 0.96 uh, strikes per 15 minutes on average. Um, if you want to bat at him, plus 195. As for Dawkins, the Dars Knight, 11 and two with one no contest, nine submissions, never been finished in a fight. He is two and two with one no contest in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission, not surprisingly. He was the CFFC champ. I know what that is. He was one and all in the Danny White Contender Series. He's an inch taller than Delizzi, five years younger, more active striker, which is kind of surprising because we think of him as a as a uh, grappler first. Uh, his strike differential a little worse than Delizzi. He's uh, he's still a positive though. He, he outstrikes his opponent uh, half of about, about half a strike per 15 minutes, 0.55. Minus 240 is the line coming back on Daukas. Go ahead, sir. The Darce Knight, actually. Sorry, I did drop. That is one of the, the best nicknames around. So I will say this. A couple of things. First of all, WWFC is a World Warriors fighting championships. It's something out of Eastern Europe. Usually they fight out of Ukraine. Um, and occasionally you can get good highlights of them on Twitter. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm going with Kyle Daukas in this fight. Um, Delizzi's takedown defense really alarms me. Uh, for like such a big and strong guy, uh, he gives up a lot of takedowns and then uses a lot of energy to get back up. And sometimes not the most like technical get ups either. Uh, and he's not fought anybody who can really punish him for that. Like he fought Trevin Giles. He actually lost to Trevin Giles, which I think people forget. Um, and I don't particularly think of Trevin Giles as being better than Kyle Dawkins in the first place. Um, you know, and, and Giles took him down and he like got back up, you know, like kind of quickly but like with a lot of power and it looked like Giles just like couldn't take advantage of that same with like all the takedowns he gave up to Lariana Staropoli who who actually took him down quite a few times um and he's just like not a guy who's gonna you know capitalize on a sloppy get up Dawkins is the guy who's gonna capitalize on that right like Dawkins is exactly that guy so right I, I think Dawkins gets him down a bunch and I think he slips up one time in trying to get up uh and if not, I, I bet you he's just so tired by the end that Dawkins finishes him there. You th- so you think we're going to uh, have a stoppage the first time Delizzi's going to be finished? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, again, like, we, people always point to, like, this guy hasn't been finished ever. Well, first of all, he's only lost once, so it's easy to not yeah. be finished when, when you're not <laughs> losing either. Uh, and that loss was to Trevin Giles, a guy who notoriously doesn't particularly finish fights. So... Yeah, like he, he hasn't fought a lot of people who are big submission threats or big finish threats, but Dawkins is that. Dawkins puts people away with that oh, yeah. that joke. So yeah, like I think I kind of like Dawkins to finish here. I will be taking the Darce Knight as well. I'm not sure. I'm gonna shy away from props. I always say I don't like props, and then I end up throwing some props in my recommended plays and losing. So just stay away from the props. I will take Dawkins as well. Um, Damon, speaking of Delizzi's takedown defense, do you know what his uh, takedown defense uh, success rate is, Dan? Uh, I bet you it hovers around 50%, if I had to guess. He he would enjoy it if it, if it was. 37%. Oof, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Oof is right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and the numbers, excuse me, the striking numbers I was giving you, that is actually per minute. So, it's like half a strike per minute, not 15 minutes. So, it's it's more significant than, than I originally said. So, 
um, someone outstriking an opponent by a strike per minute. A lot better than a strike per 15 minutes. So, all right. Regardless of all that, Dalkus is the pick. We will be taking the little brother in size and age of the Dalkus brothers. So, all right. Middleweights again. Phil Haas versus Darren Wynn. It seems like they already fought 50 times, right? Have they? <laughs> has this been set up a bunch of times? And we, we've already broken it down a bunch of times? I don't not? think so. I just have I think these guys linked to my head for some reason. I think you're thinking of Phil Hawes. Uh, ver- oh, no, he was what scheduled to fight him twice. Touche. Yeah. And he wound up fighting Chris Curtis instead. See? Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. But how did that go? Not, not good for him. Not, not good. <laughs> and you think that Dan's brains. Sometimes I remember things, too. I, I rely on Dan mostly to remember things for me, but sometimes I come through. All right. Let's break down this middleweight fight. Darren Wynn. Seven and two, not win that W I N N, not W Y N N. Um, he is seven and two with four knockouts, two and two in the UFC, won his last fight, won no Bellator. He has missed weight before, even though he's how tall is he? Five nothing. <laughs> he's yeah, very he's, short. He's a short guy. I, I think they have him a list officially listed at five six, but they might be generous. Usually they are, yeah. So he um, has missed weight. He used to fight up at light heavyweight despite all this. Uh, he's failed drug test before, he is a wrestling champion. He's got a negative striking differential of 0.43. So he gets outstruck by almost half a half a strike per minute. Uh, plus 210, the comeback in him. Megatron, Phil Haas, 11 and 3, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's 3 and 1 in the UFC. He got knocked out his last fight. Uh, we just mentioned uh, the aforementioned Chris Curtis. I don't think there's any shame in that game, though, because Chris Curtis uh, is good. So, um, yeah, Haas does. There are some question marks about his chin, even though he's been only been knocked out twice. There are. There are some rumblings. Um, what else can I tell you? He was 1-1 one one in the Contender Series, 1-0 in Bellator, 1-1 one one in World Series of Fighting, and 1-0 as a professional Muay Thai fighter. Here's one of the big things here. He's a half a foot taller than Wynn, six inches taller, seven inches of reach. Um, striking stats in his favor, which makes the seven inches of reach even more important. And he's he has a positive striking differential of 0. 0.77, minus 260. Um, I always take the striker over the grappler. Uh, so I will be taking Hawes, um, especially with this much of a, a reach advantage to his um, to his favor here in the striking battle. So Hawes is my pick. Um, even though, you know, you got to worry a little bit about the chin and when Wynn can can slang it. But uh, Hawes is the pick. Yeah, I'm going to take Wynn. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is one of the big dog numbers. Uh, I'm, I'm just tempted, I'm tempted too much about it. Because like you said, the, the chin is an issue. And I think people sleep on the fact that Deron Wynn has power because like all of his wins on the regional circuit came by knockouts. He's come to the UFC and like relied a lot more heavily on his wrestling because that that's what he's the best at. He's an exceptional wrestler. But the other thing I really don't like about Phil Hawes is that fight with Chris Curtis was not just that he was he had a testy chin either. It was that. After one round of grappling with Chris Curtis and getting into clinches and exchanges with Chris Curtis, he was fucking exhausted. He was so tired for for fighting Chris Curtis for four minutes. And I just think Deron Wynn is going to have that grueling style. Like, I know Phil Hawes' takedown defense is, I mean, I don't think he's even been taken down in the UFC. But, like, you know, like he isn't up, hasn't been up against too many guys who've attempted a lot. And those who have attempted a lot haven't particularly been good takedown artists. I mean, like, I guess Kyle Dawkins, who we just talked about, probably taking Deleedsy down. But, like, he's not like a wrestler wrestler. Uh, I would have liked to seen him wrestle Jacob Malkin longer because I think Jacob Malkin probably would have taken him down at will. 
Um, you know, like if you go back, Luis Taylor got him down and guillotined him. Andrew Sanchez did it on the, the ultimate fighter. I, I think Deron Wynn could really tire him out with some of the grappling. So uh, as far as my dog uh, here, it's one of the few I think I'm going to take a stab at in this card. Um, because, you know, I like you said, chin, energy, there's a lot of things there. Dan is playing up the form here uh, with his first big dog. 11, we've had 11 fighters plus 200 or more have come through as dogs this year. One of those was the Michael Jackson disqualification. So really only 10. Um, and Dan is swinging for another one, but he he has, uh, this isn't just a, a shot in the dark. He, he gave you the reasons why. So, you know, you know, who you know who to follow. I, I don't need to tell you who is more successful with the picks, but just, just saying, all right, let's, uh, let's actually, before we move on, I'm going to tell you about Manscaped because Father's Day is just around the corner, gentlemen. And our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking at daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, get 20% off. That's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bought it. Will thank you. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind. And the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop's special day. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower, 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and hair, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. First off, let me start by saying the lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. There's a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for a more precise shave. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's throw that out the window and give him the upgrade he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that I are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxes are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch, trademark, designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. That's what dads do. They mow the lawn, they take out the trash, and they golf. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Here's your call to action. Get 20% off and free shipping. I'm I'm butchering the 20% off. I'm so excited about it. With the code SGP at manscaped.com. So that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SGP. Shake what your mama gave you. Nah, shake what your daddy gave ya. All right. Let's get out of these middleweight contests and move down to bantamweight. Eddie Wyland. He still fights. He still fights in the UFC, apparently. He will be back to fight Cody Stamen, who has already been mentioned once in this podcast off the top. All right, Wineland will break down first. 24-15-1 with 15 knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted four times. Six and nine in the UFC. Oh, and if I had a Billy Madison sound drop, I would do it right there for the six and nine in the UFC. Um, he's lost two straight. He's won one of his last five. His last two losses have come via knockout or TKO. He has not fought in over a year. February of 2021 was his last fight. He was 5-2 and two in WEC and was a champion there. WEC and their blue ring never die. Uh, he was a regional champ as well. Made his MMA debut in 2003 as a professional. He's an inch taller than Stamen. Five inches of reach on him. Negative striking differential of 0.26 plus 380 is the number back on him. Mr. Wonderful Cody Stamen or Spartan Cody Stamen. 19-5-1, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. 
He's 5-4-1 in the UFC. That record looked a lot better um, a few years ago because he's lost three straight. And over his last five, he's gone 1-3-1. and one. So at one point, he was 4-1 and one in the UFC. Um, he lost the last fight via submission. He used to fight at featherweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. 11 MMA, pro MMA debut. 0-1 as a pro boxer. Five years younger than Wyland. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. A positive striking differential of 0.63 per minute. Minus 500. Dan already said off the top he likes this number. I'm taking Stamen as well. Dan will tell you why we're taking him. I mean, it's it's just the simple fact of like Eddie Wineland is not a particularly good defensive wrestler, and Cody Stamen's exceptional at wrestling. Um, you know, you mentioned the three straight losses. Uh, one is just shot a sloppy takedown and said Nurmagomedov uh, snatched the neck. The other two are against guys who are exceptionally good at stuffing and getting their own takedowns, and Marab Devalishvili and Jimmy Rivera. Uh, so apart from that, like you know. He out-wrestled Song Yudong, a guy who we're all, like, crowning. His only other loss in the UFC was to, to Aljamain Sterling. Um, so, like, he's a guy who wrestles really well. Eddie Wineland, kind of at the end of his career, not a great wrestler. Uh, Cody, Cody Stamen makes all the sense in the world here. And I don't even think that negative 500 price is terrible, especially if you want to hashtag throw it in a parlay. Oh, we haven't done that for a long time, Dan. Throw I, it in a parlay. I, always, I like to bring it back. That and the chunky guys, we haven't really done a lot. We, we've kind of, I th- maybe we, we've matured or moved on to more. We got to get other, more other chunky guys weeks. in here. We haven't really had as many. That's the problem, isn't it? There's none on this card, right? I, haven't, I didn't overlook any, did I? Not, not unless you count Julian Marquez having kind of a dad bod. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it doesn't always have to be heavyweights. It's true. Um, all right. Moving right along, women's strawweights, Maria Oliveira or Oliveira. Uh, there I am butchering that Oliveira name again um, versus Gloria DePaula, women's strawweight, as I said. Um, let's tell you about Oliveira. She's a spider girl. Apparently, she's 12 and 5, seven knockouts, one submission. Been knocked out once, submitted twice. All won the UFC, all won the contender series. However, she's won two of her last three. However, she's won two of her last five as well. Um, two inches reach on DePaula, one year younger. Negative striking differential of 1.27, so she gets outstruck by more than a strike a minute. Plus 215 on her. Uh, doesn't it's not much better on the other side of things with DePaulo. Uh, Glorina is six and four with three knockouts. She's been knocked out once. One and two in the UFC. Dropped her first two. Won her last fight. One no on the contender series. Striking stats in her favor. Uh, striking could be the name of the game here because she has a almost the opposite of Oliveira. Um, plus 1.29 striking differential. So she outstrikes her opponent by over a strike a minute. Um, Exact opposite of the Spider Girl. Grappling stats also are in her favor, minus 270. DePaula is the pick. This is a kind of eh fight. Um, minus 270 is also it, eh, but yeah, she's better at everything, I think. So let's give DePaula another win, a two fight winning streak for her. Yeah, I, I actually don't hate that number. You know, like I'm, I'm probably not jumping on it. It's probably not a recommended play, but I, I don't think it's a terrible number. She really beat the hell out of Deanna Belbicha. Um, and, and like, right. She had a really great fight with Jinyu Fry. Fry just kind of like stole the fight late with like some takedown, top control, a little bit of grounded pound. But like DePaula was getting the better of Jinyu Fry on the feet. And I think a lot of people forget that, which, you know, it makes her obviously pretty dangerous. Her other loss in the UFC was to Cheyenne Vliesmas, and that was kind of fluky. She tried to take it to the ground, and as she was getting up, she got that weird head kick to the head. Um, head kick to the head. Obviously, it was to the head. Um, she got she took that weird head kick and was knocked out. So, like, yeah, like, I, I don't think her record is just, uh, a good of an indicator as how actually good she is. But um, 
I, I think Oliveira gets hit too much. I, I think she's going to have a rough night against somebody like Gloria DePaula. All right. We're back. We're on the same page once again here. All right. Um, all right. I sounded like I'm not excited here. I'm very excited. Let's move on. Featherweights. Ricardo Hamos versus Danny Chavez. Um, Chavez, the Colombian warrior. I think he's from Colombia, Dan. I believe so. Yes. <laughs> he's not a Golden State warrior or a Waterloo warrior. He's a Colombian warrior. Um, he's 11, three and one with three knockouts. He's been submitted once. Only time he's been stopped. One, one and one in the UFC. So hopefully this one is a no contest. Then he can get a, uh, he can hit for the cycle. A win, a loss, a draw, a no contest. Um, last, his last fight was a draw. He was a GLFC champion, something fighting championship. GL fighting championship. I'll say it is, Dan. You're not jumping in to help me, are you? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know that one. Great Lakes, <laughs> we'll say. Great Lakes fighting championship for sure. A Colombian was winning the Great Lakes fighting championship for sure. Um, 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He gets outstruck by almost a strike a minute, 0.99. So right at the one strike per minute ratio there. He's outstruck, plus 240. Ricardo Hamos, Karakina. Have, did we ever figure out what that was? I didn't, I Googled it and didn't get anything. No, I don't, I don't know what that is. Apparently it, it's um, some kind of Brazilian thing, we'll say, or Portuguese thing. Uh, he's 15 and four, three knockouts, seven submissions on his ledger. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, six and three in the UFC. He's gone loss, win, loss over his last three, his last one being a loss. He used to fight down at Bantamweight. He was the UFC champion, made his MMA debut as a prof- professional in 2012. Inch of height over Chavez, five inches of reach. Uh, striking and active striking stats in his favor. Uh, despite that, he does have a negative striking differential, a little, a little um, better than Chavez. He gets all struck by 0.52 per minute, so about half a strike per minute. Chavez is a strike per minute. Minus 300. Uh, over to you. So I, I believe, uh, while I, I translated that from Portuguese, it means skeleton in uh, little skeleton. Uh, Carcina. Uh, so there you go. I I just gave you that. So because uh, okay. Car 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 is uh skeleton. So the adding Inha at the end, he'd be little skeleton or skinny skeleton. Um. Anyway, uh, on that oh, note, okay, cool. on that note, I'm gonna take him in this fight. Uh, I've got a lot of concerns about uh Danny Chavez, and you know it's weird. I was actually. If you went back for a year, I was like beating the Danny Chavez drum and saying he was phenomenal. And the way he kicked out TJ Brown's legs nonstop for an entire fight, I think had me picking him for the next two fights. And I actually have been down on Hikardo Hamosh in the past uh, because I didn't think he looked good in that Iman Zahabi fight before he won. But like, man, did Danny Chavez just get like outworked by Kai Kamaka? I know that's technically down there as a draw, but at the same time, it's down there as a draw in which uh, Kai Kamaka lost a point for kicking him in the groin repeatedly. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the judges still gave it a Kai Kamaka despite the loss of a point. So, like, Kamaka really outworked him on the feet there. I think Hamosh is better than Kamaka. Obviously, Kamaka's fighting for Bellator now. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I think we're just going to see Hamosh piece him up on the feet. And he's got a grappling advantage if he really needed it to. Yeah, I'm taking Hamosh as well. Um he, he uh, hasn't really lived up like he he, he was kind of hyped up back in the day. Right. And he hasn't really lived up to it. I, I would say so. I, I think they like the spinning back elbow. Uh, and like I never bought that as like a good reason to be hyped on him because like 
he was losing that fight to Diamond Zahabi before that happened. So why, why would you get hyped on a dude losing a fight and then hitting a Hail Mary? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, we are agreeing on things, except for Dan's crazy dog, which he always likes to do. Um, all right. How about this one? This one's kind of a harder one to pick here. Was it hard for you to pick this one, Dan, at all before I jump into it? I mean, you're going uh, in a different order than I'm used oh, to. Oh, okay. Well, let me uh, tell you then. The next one I have was not hard for me to pick. but uh, Walter Waits? Uh, no, I had I had women's flyweight. Okay, no, match, that one's not uh, hard. <laughs> right, I, I, I'm I'm just going off Wikipedia. Yeah, this this may not be the order. UFC does change things right up to the last minute. So, welterweights Court McGee versus Jeremiah Wells. Was it hard for you to pick? Yes, incredibly. Yes. Like okay, impossible. Yes. <laughs> and and basically, this is the only really is this this is the only line we have that's even close. Now that I scan the lines, we got a minus one twenty five plus one hundred four for this one. That's it. We have. The next closest is like minus 165 or something crazy like that. I just realized that this is yeah, a very. At least on the prelims, right? There, there's one on the main card that's a little closer. Am I wrong? Uh, no. I mean, not close. Minus 165 is the lowest I see. Um, I see a minus 155. That line Beautiful. might have moved since you wrote them down. Yeah. But but yeah, anyway, there, there's uh, there, there's some ones that are, are not nearly as close as this, but at least on the closer side. But yeah. This one is definitely the tightest fight, and for good reasons. Yes. As we filibust away, um, let's actually give you the info on it. Jeremiah Wells will go first. Youth over beauty. Um, he's 10-2-1, four knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won both of his UFC fights. He's 2-0. and He's won four straight fights, all via finish. That's a, a big thing. He was the CFFC and the CES champ. I know both of those leagues, and that, that's impressive. Uh, they're Two of the best regional leagues around here, I would say, right? Yeah. Out there. Definitely. Yep. Twenty, uh, despite all this, 2012 debut. Um, but he's just just made the UFC recently. Uh, two years younger than McGee. Listen to this striking differential: plus 1.97, so almost two strikes per minute. He outstrikes his opponent. Plus 104 is the comeback on him. Uh, Court McGee's the crusher. I didn't, don't think I realized that before. Have we mentioned that before? I I know that very well, yep. but. I'm pretty sure I have very like well, old, really. I'm pretty sure I have that from an old autograph card from like when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, where he Ultimate autographed Fighter. it. Court the Crusher, McGee. Wow, of course, Ultimate Fighter. Of course, Dan's got autographs of all the Ultimate Fighter alum. <laughs> all right, say about Crusher, 21 and 10, five knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. That's the only time he's been stopped in 31 uh, pro MMA fights. 10 and 9 in the UFC. However, he's won two straight. However, he's won two of five. Another one of those things. He was three and one, the ultimate fighter and the champion of that season. That's why Dan loves him so much. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. Two inches taller than Wells, one inch reach, more active striker. He also outstrikes his opponent. This uh, about half as much as Wells. Uh, one strike exactly per minute. Minus 125. Uh, I will not pick against Court McGee anymore at this point. He's um, we had him written off a while ago. Well, I guess two fights ago. <laughs> He's won the last two. Um, doesn't get finished, so I, I know Wells has got the power, obviously, but Court McGee's been finished one time. I think he can grind this one out and make it into a Court, Court McGee gritty, grimy, grappling, a lot of Gs there, uh, wrestling fight. So give me McGee, minus 125. Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to take Court McGee either, but I am. I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> this is when he's going to screw us over again the yeah, other he, way now. He's just like, he's the type of guy who teaches you the veteran lesson, right? In, yeah, yeah. In, Jeremiah Wells, don't get me wrong, he is a Daniel Gracie guy, and they literally have not lost in the UFC yet. 
But also, like, he's the one who I'm probably the lowest on their wrestling abilities. You know, like, obviously, Sean Brady's wrestling ability is super high. Pat Sabatini, uh, even Andre Petrosky's got really good uh, takedowns and stuff like that. Jeremiah Wells, like, a little bit more of a guy who just swings it. Um, and he's got good wrestling and good submissions, too. But he, he just swings it a little bit more. Court McGee's totally the type of guy who you can hit with a big swing. He ain't going to go down. And then nope. the next time you swing big, he's going to duck under and he's going to have you on the mat. Um, and he's going to teach you a thing or two about wrestling. Um, like we just saw him do it with Ramiz Brahimai, who I was super high on. And while I am high on Jeremiah Wells and he will probably ultimately have a much better career than Court McGee ever had. He's I think this is his prospect loss right here. Yep. Usually you can't predict prospect losses. So we're probably on the wrong side here, Dan. But hey, Um <laughs> We're we're both agreeing on this one. All right, we got two more fights to break down first. Two more of our lovely sponsors that keep us in your ear holes for you. Athletic Greens, we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins. Hello, Malcolm. Minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And while you're online doing that, make sure you are using IP Vanish. Because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, more than likely I'll be at home. I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 7% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right, spelling lesson is over. Let's move on to women's flyweight. Dances is an easy one to pick. Jasmine Jasuda Vicious versus Natalie Silva. Jasuda Vicious is a fantastic name for a fighter. It sounds like vicious at the end. All right, um, in case you needed me to spell out why it's it, it's a good name. Anyhow, uh, Silva would do first. 12, 5, and 1. Three knockouts, seven submissions. Knocked out once, submitted twice. This will be her UFC debut. She's won six straight fights, all via submission. However, she's not fought since December of 2019. Had a few fights fall through. Since then, she was a jungle fight champion. I don't have her reach info. Uh, we don't have that info yet for her. Um, she's eight years younger than Jasuda Vicious. Plus 200 coming back in her. Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, a Canadian. 7-1, two knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight, 1-0 on the UFC, 1-0 on the Contender Series. She's won three straight fights. She's three inches taller than Silva. 
uh, striking differential is uh, positive plus 0.37 over her two fights that have we have stats for under the the UFC banner minus 250 on her. Yeah, I'm all over Jesuda Vicious in this one. Really? Yeah. You have a white. You have a wife, Dan. <laughs> well played. Um, like like I I like think she in this case uh, has a lot of tools at her disposal. The reach being the long one. Not only is she taller, you know, we don't have the reach for Natalia Silva, but at the same time, uh, Jesuda Vicious has like an exceptional reach for somebody of her height already. Um, in addition to that, she showed really good wrestling last time out against Kay Hansen. Uh, Natalia Silva, kind of just a fighter who has got really good sub skills, but hasn't looked great on the feet. So I think, you know, like Jesuda Vicious can just choose to force her to strike. I, I don't think she's going to get her down. So, uh, yeah, like I, I like Jesuda Vicious here. I, I even really like the price, too, I'll say. I will be taking her as well. Uh, when you Silva, you were like, oh, she's won six straight. She was a champion. When you look at her record, yikes. Um, Brutal. <laughs> kind of. I don't want to like stereotype here, but it's kind of what you see a lot of times with people coming out of uh, regional Brazil fights, right? J- jungle fights. Jungle fights. Yeah. You see a lot of O and twos on their, on their record stuff. It like is that. worth noting that one of those losses that she has though, on her record is Marina Rodriguez. Yes. Um, we have another was, person coming up who lost to Marina hot. too, I believe. Yeah. And, or, and like that, that was like real early in both their careers, but still like, you know, worth noting she fought Marina Rodriguez. Actually, no, not coming up. Someone, Paula might have lost to someone else lost to hot he on this card. I remember when I'm breaking it down. I'll, I'll have to get the intern and check it out. Uh, maybe it was Maria Oliveira, perhaps, um, since she's the only other woman that I don't have records in front of me. Anyhow, hot he is a monster and, and she's one of the people that, that we like in this podcast as well. So we're going with Jesuda Vicious. She hasn't beaten cans um, and she's proven that she can, she can hang at this level. So she's our pick there and she's Canadian to boot. All right. Main event of the prelims, Bantamweights, Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly. Um, these sh- They put a lot of Brazilians on a car with Tony Kelly. Is that a smart idea? <laughs> I'm not uh, sure if that's a good, good idea. Do you think that's by design? Maybe. Maybe they hope that there will be some justice served here. Um, is Yanez Brazilian or not? No, he's he's uh, American of Mexican okay. descent. Mexican, okay. So I wasn't I wasn't sure if he was South American or not. All right. Um, let's tell you about prime time Tony Kelly, the Brazilian lover. Eight no, three knockouts, three submissions. He's won two of his last three losses for lost his. Let me try this again. He's two and one over his last three. He's won two straight. Let's just leave it at that. Um, won his last five via TKO. Used to fight at featherweight. Um, the two and one was his UFC record, by the way, as well. I'm really butchering this up for Tony Kelly. Um, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's two inches taller than Yanez. A striking differential of plus 1.15. He's at plus 255 on the betting board. Um, Yanez, 15-3, nine knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He won all four of his UFC fights. He's 4-0. He won on the contender series, 1-0. That's part of a eight-fight winning streak he's currently on. Used to fight at featherweight. He's six years younger than Kelly. More active striker. Uh, positive striking differential of 0.83 minus 350. Yanez, uh, all day here. He's he's a top prospect in this division. Like to, um, I think, there's actually maybe a little step back because um, he what he just fought someone probably a bit better than um, Davy Grant. Not better than Tony Kelly. Davy Grant. Yeah, Davy Grant. I don't know. Davy Grant's better than. David yeah, Grant's he's better. Tony Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so this is a step back. Uh, 
our friend Spencer Kite actually said this is like he already fought the boss, the mid-level boss battle last fight. He, he beat the mid-level boss uh, in Davy Grant, and for some reason he's going back to fight another mid-level boss in Tony Kelly. But anyhow, Yanez is our is my pick, and I'm guessing this can be Dan's. Yeah, he's mine too. I don't particularly love negative 300 because I think Tony Ooh. Kelly's a little better than that. I, I think I'd like to see. Also, sorry. But but yeah, oh, 350. Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I think I I think if I were lining this, I'd probably line it in the like negative 100s to early, uh, late or early negative 200s. You know, like somewhere you know negative 195 or something like that. And it wouldn't shy me away from Yanez, but I'm not laying negative 350 on this fight for him. Um, so like, yeah, like I'm gonna pick him to win. Ultimately, the reason I think I'm gonna pick him to win too is that Tony Kelly, uh, in his win against Randy Costa, just kind of like swarmed him and was on top of him and like beat him with pressure. Uh, you can't beat Yanez with pressure. He's got great footwork and amazing counters. So I kind of just expect him counter hit you with the big hook um and maybe not sleep him but do enough damage that he's going to win that way he's more technical uh he should be able to handle it here correct that is our pick adrian Hyanez. all right that's it we did the prelims we're not done make sure you listen to us again when are we going to drop the main card when we'll record it and drop it fresh on what thursday probably so people can get it in their ears right away so um this one will tide you over this is your little uh, preview for for the uh your little um appetizers but we gave you some nice picks there even though there's no good lines on this card main card or or prelims so um that'll whet your appetite we will be back in your ears with episode 154 very very shortly we'll break down all of the main cards and we'll give you um dan will give you this super fan jong um uh, what do we call it? Hungry man, uh, hungry John, Superman parlay. It, it loses every, it loses every week. I added some extra words there, but maybe it's going to win this week. You never not know. every week, not every week. It's true. It, it won, won once, I, which is all you 14 need. 14 to one, baby. Right. <laughs> okay. We're not counting. Um, what did I decide this episode's called? What was the word I was making up? Mook. That's the word, right? M-U-K-E. Was that the word I was making up? <laughs> starting? I kept I mispronouncing a word. It wasn't nuke. Mute. I was saying, uh, I think it was saying muke. Apparently. Yes. Maybe that's well, if if that's not a uh, racial slur that I don't know about. Maybe that will maybe that will be the name of the episode. I will Google once I'm off the air here. So, um, in the meantime, follow us. He's Gumby Vreeland. I'm Jeff Fox, writer, and our MMA podcast is on uh, Twitter now, SGPN MMA. For some reason, Dan, you lost some followers. What what have you done? We were at I think, 202 and now we're down. What did you do I think, wrong? I think Dan? we re, we retweeted that video of you talking to Yanni the Greek. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to put more videos of you up. That's what spiked the number to begin with. Videos of Dan. So anyhow, follow those accounts, please. Um, read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Read my stuff at moneymma.substack.com. You can get a free subscription, or if you want to support the site, you can get a very cheap paid subscription, five bucks a month, or I think it's like 40 now. And you'll get all MMA payout info. I just put Cage Warriors payout on there because they just fought in California. I got some payout info there. So you think UFC fighters are underpaid? Uh, check out how much those those fighters got. Um, and we have a free pick them contest on there that you can get in on and win some cool stuff. So make sure you get in on that. Um, is that it, Dan? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, take us home. All right, I'm Daniel Gibby Freeland. He's Spider Girl Jeff Fox, and we will catch you tomorrow. <laughs>